Hello! Everybody! What's good? What's good? Was that good? That was good. That was really good. It was. Emphatic, actually. Emphatic. I held that for a minute there. And I've got a, like, yeah. a raspy voice today, so that was that was solid. But anyway, <laughs> well, my name is Tim Daniel. His name is Ben Brown. And for the first time ever, her name is Sydney Price. And welcome to Riverfront 500 Week. Yeah. Reds, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, we got my guy Stephen Offenbaker in the chat. We got Pat Magooch has already asked us about 10,000 questions we got to get to. Um, and also, before we get into all of that, we got to let you guys know, of course, Ben, who's this episode brought to you by? Oh, it's, uh, I believe it's SeatGeek. SeatGeek? Where you can get $20 off your first SeatGeek order by using the code Riverfront. Riverfront. Help your boys out. Help, Help your, your boys, boys out. out. Help your boys out. And where are we going to be next week? Oh, uh, gee, I don't know. Is it the stretch for oh. 500? Yes, indeedy. We will all yes, be in indeed. the building. Yes. Saturday, September 9th, 4 p.m. Eastern, the stretch at the banks. It'll be Riverfront 500. And we're going to be talking about the Reds. We're going to be talking about the Bengals. Uh, we're going to be joined by our good friend Stephen Bob Baker's co-host, Jeff Carr. I will be joining Stephen Offenbaker this week on Locked on Reds. So we're doing a little home and home, as the oh, college yeah. kids call it. Um, so we have a really fun week. And also, Joe Farsing is doing a live Bengals show this week to get us ready for week one. Things are wild this week. Yes, at the it is, man. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a whole lot of things going on. Reds is in the playoff hunt. Bengals kicking off. We got UC kicked off yesterday. We had yeah, they won the – uh, they won the Big 12 already, right? Yeah, that was going to say. Big yeah, 12 something champs, like right? that. Big yeah, 12 well, champs. Yeah, something like that. Right? Oh, they, oh, uh, they, did. oh, they didn't? <laughs> Emory Jones for Heisman is what I heard. Hey, Heisman watch, right? Like, like yeah. he's easily top three, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Top three up there with uh, Travis Hunter, um, and that is Shudder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're so, so excited. To have that going on uh but funny enough we're actually going to start this show with a little bit of a little sort of kind of ish football talk uh because we got to give some love to former cincinnati red Dion sanders and yeah. the colorado buffaloes 20 and a half point underdogs going into tcu the national runner-up and letting people know it's real ben i'm a believer in coach prime hey man listen he told you all he was bringing his luggage, and it was Louie. And mm-hmm. and I think that was the text I sent today. Like, it's it's hard to believe that someone can come in. Well, it, it's hard to believe that someone can come into a Division One program and have over, I think it was they said, like 80 kids either new or transferred in or recruited um, and, and have that kind of impact week one. I mean, not only – I mean, TCU had seven of their 11 returning starters on defense. I mean, it looked like they were – I mean, it looked like they were playing against the high school team. I mean, they did yeah. whatever they wanted to. So, whatever whatever magic Coach Prime has, whatever, you know, and, and 
I, I I shouldn't say magic. It, there is a there is a method to his madness. There is a uh, there is a system that he has in place where he is able to get guys to believe in what they do. And good coaches do that. Good coaches have that ability to draw from all walks of life, get all guys to buy into one thing and one thing only. And that's what he's teaching, what he's preaching, and what his staff is coaching. And there's the results. Yeah. You know what I really thought it was? All right, that's the start of Riverfront 500 week right there. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. What a way. What a way. A little, a little Dion. Must be the money. Oh, yeah, that's 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 the way you kick it off. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this week, folks, as I mentioned, if you checked us out on Twitter at Late Reds this week, um, in celebration of Riverfront 500 week, we are going to be doing, bringing back an old favorite seg of mine, Eleanor Trivia! Oh, this is how the game goes. If you don't know, now you know. Um, The first person in the chat to answer this question correctly, which will reveal the answer at the end of the show, and we will reveal the winner, will be given up to $50 in merchandise from the RiverfrontCincy.com. Sydney can attest to this. She's rocking some Riverfront Cincy merch today. You know. She's got... She's got... She went all out. So, it's pretty easy. All right. It's actually like probably one of the more simple answers I've ever had of a trivia question of all time. Um, so in 1997, Deion Sanders had 56 stolen bases, which is tied for 29th all time in a single season for the Reds. What former Red also had 56 stolen bases in a season to tie prime time? Mm. So first person to answer, we will get it marked. We will go ahead and announce at the end of the show. We will let you know the winner. And then you can DM me or email us uh, what you're wanting from there, and I will take care of it. It will be on the house via Riverfront Cincinnati. But you guys want to talk baseball, and I want to talk some baseball. And we had a series this weekend that, um, you know, had some fun and some not so fun and some great mm-hmm. and some not so great um, against the uh, stupid idiot dumb chicago stupid face cubs um, are we sure it's chicago not mason cubs uh yeah yeah <laughs> you know from, it's from what i heard today depending how lot. how you look at a map mason and chicago are relatively close to each other depending how you look at the map right i mean they're right. closer than they are to china so you know, yeah right close. exactly yeah. um so I can't wait for uh, yet another most important series of the season. I feel like we hear that like every weekend now, depending like what media you look at. Uh, but in four games, the Reds only scored 12 total runs. They left 27 runners on base. They went eight and 31 runners in scoring position in the bullpen and let 10 inherited runners score. And yet they still pulled off two games and have the tiebreaker now with the Cubbies mm-hmm. for the for playoff spot. Um, you know, normally when I do that slide, I do the whole like go game by game by game. But I thought this would just be a little easier because it was like a mosh posh of a series. Um, there was so much good and so much irritating and frustrating. Um, Ellie De La Cruz yesterday having a three hit game. Noel V. Marte with the walk off uh, like on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nick Martini hitting the home run that saves the season once again, you know, because he's uh, Captain America of Cincinnati Reds baseball while Jonathan India is out. Um mm-hmm. Man, 
you know, TJ Antone comes back and uh, he's going to be the opener tomorrow uh, on Monday. So we're going to get to that a little bit here when we talk about the Seattle series. But Benny, Sydney, we're going to bring you Spring Sydney into the convo here as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a series that could have been, it's a summary of this season. It's a series that could have been way better. It's also a series that could have been way worse. Yeah, it, it could have been. It could have turned out really bad. I mean, without a couple of clutch hits, you know, one by Ellie, um, you know, to tie the game last night, and and um, you know they had to had to walk off last night, and then they had Marte on Friday night. So I mean, you you don't get those two hits, uh, and those and, you know you lose those games. I mean, I'm not saying that your wild card run is over. But it's, I mean, it's on life support. I mean, it, it's it's on life support. So to to split the series the way that they did, and, uh, and and truth be told, I mean, their their roster is getting better, but it's getting thinner. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a, I mean, we're, we're losing guys left and right. Guys are getting hurt. You know, guys are going on. You know, we had a couple guys going COVID. Uh, so I mean, we're we're scratching and clawing. Um, with with guys that you know we just picked up off the waiver wire. I mean, with Bader and and um, and uh, gosh dang his name's Renfro. With Renfro, I mean, we're, we're not the wide receiver of the Raiders. Just the no, no different, no. different guy, no. different guy. But but I mean, we're we're scraping a lineup together. You know, we get hit with the COVID list, then we're scraping a lineup together to try to win baseball games and to win two out of four against the Cubs and now have the tiebreaker. I mean. You got to call that a, a win for the series. I would, I would, I mean, that's a win for for the series and win for the Reds because, like we said, a couple a couple of not hits going our way, and we're looking at life support for as far as trying to make that wild card and still trying to make a little push for the Central. Sydney, what do you what do you what do you take away from this four game series? So, I mean, sure, we had you know, like you showed the um, runners getting thrown out, not getting being productive with runners in scoring position, you know, that that's going to be frustrating all day long. Um, but, you know, it was nice to see, you know, Spires come out here and have a good start today. I It, it started rough and he had a couple of rough patches, but, you know, what do you expect from a guy being called up from straight from double A? Um, you know, it, it was pretty good for, a, you know, like you pointed out, Ben, a replacement player because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're starting to be hit with a lot of different things, whether it be the COVID list, whether it be, um, now we've lost Matt McLean for possibly the season. We've now also lost possibly Graham Ashcraft for the season. So now this rotation is really who, you know, Ben Lively got put on the, got put on the COVID list. So you've got like, yep. Yep. who, You've got who at this point. We're going to have to have a spot start from, as Pat McGooch um, said it, um, the Braveheart extra, um, TJ Antone, tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. He was good in his debut out of the pen. He was. Um, You know, I'm happy to see him back, but I don't know how much you can rely on him after two Tommy Johns and being gone for, like, over two years. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would love to rely on him, but I don't know if you can. Um, but you know, it, it, it's, it, it was, 
like you said, a lot of ups and downs because between that and between waiting for the waiver wire to come through and seeing, you know, hey, we did get two players, but also the Guardians stole, like, everyone I really wanted. Um, but, yeah. Um, I mean, you just have to keep scratching and clawing. Keep scratching and clawing. Keep getting every win you can the rest of the season because every win is going to matter and it's going to come down to, you know, are we going to possibly be playing on October 2nd, October 3rd, whenever, you know, those games are? Um, or is our season going to end on October 1st in um, good old-fashioned St. Louis? You know who um, really, really annoyed the hell out of me this weekend? Ian Hack! Ian Hackers? <laughs> I hate him! I mean, Ian, <laughs> if you're like, Google your name and this comes by and you're like, see that, so, that a Reds podcast said this, I'm sure you're a nice guy. I mean, you know, you're from... How much I'm sure you're a nice guy. Um, <laughs> um, you know, okay. I know you're from Pittsburgh, which I'm going to give you another strike for that. Um, yeah. But like, can you stop? Like, you got, you know, you play for a franchise that's won a World Series in the last decade. Like, let us have a turn, okay? Quit being a jerk when you come to when you play against the Reds. All right, like, mm-hmm. knock it off, okay? Please. Yeah, tired of seeing that guy. Yeah. Me too. I, I was hoping, you know, before he's on another session, he could uh, mosey on over here. Yeah. Seeing as how he's basically Barry Bonds. Yeah. When he plays the American <laughs> ballpark. So, I mean, but he had to sign that stupid extension. You aren't lying. No. You know what? I, you know what the COVID list really took away from me that really, really upset me, though, is um, so Hunter Green was projected to start tomorrow. Yes. You know how excited I was for Hunter Green versus Julio Rodriguez, and now we don't get it? Yeah. Dude, yeah, that would have been incredible. Yeah, um, the run Julio's on right now, which is like asinine, and Hunter Green looking really good in that giant start. Is like this would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stupid oh. Corona virus. Twenty twenty three. I won't even drink Corona beers ever again. <laughs> won't be having any of those at the stretch. No, nope. that much. That's 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 for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is for sure. Um, but all joking aside, um, you know that's a really that is a good Cubs team. They're playing really well right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that one of the things we like, you know, it's an issue. It's a well-known issue, but I don't know if we've discussed enough this season. Is is this whole thing with the bullpen and just like, oh hey, we're coming in and there's runners on. Let's just let them hop on in and touch the touch home plate right now. And like that's mm-hmm. really starting to come back and bite them in the ass. And you know, the bullpen was so strong for so long. I'm sure they are gassed. Gassed, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was gonna be my point, man. Like they they have pitched a ton of innings. Uh just just from the you know, not even saying the unreliability of our starters, just the the fact that we've had to start guys that that honestly just weren't good you know when you had hunter green down you know i mean you'd lose lagola for the year you know now you've got graham ashcraft who's hurt like like those guys have had to pitch a ton of any and and it's been i mean we've had runs where lucas sims was hurt we've had runs where you know you you know you're losing different relievers and we've had to move other guys in so 
Yeah, Alex. You know, I mean, we've we've just been. I mean, it's been our pitching staff has been kind of kind of hit with that bug, and you know, is that is that an excuse? No, but they they they've logged a lot of miles. They logged a lot of miles this year. Yeah, they have, and I mean, I give them credit for everything they've done, but you know, it's starting to show. And yeah, you know, the Seattle series where you're. You're starting your 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 three starters are TJ Antone, um, oh my God, Connor sorry. Phillips, Connor, Connor Phillips, yeah, Phillips, and, yeah, and then Lyon Richardson, who you know, and I, I'm excited about Phillips and Richardson's future, yeah, very much, yeah. but um, absolutely, you know, in a series like this where, you know, the good news is, I'm not, I'm not, we'll get to that. That's a segment later in the show. But anyway, um, I hate you, Cubs, and you're a bunch of jerk face McGee's. Um, <laughs> Your song is stupid. Um, the only cool thing from Chicago, actually, I like a lot of things from Chicago. The only not cool the thing Bulls? from Chicago is the Cubs. Um, not, I love the Bulls. I love the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually I like the like White Sox to an extent, you know? Yeah. I yeah, the like White Sox are fine. I mean, I'm just happy, much like the Brewers, to hopefully not see them again the rest of the season. Yep. Mm-hmm. Be gone. Be gone. Yep. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and let's talk about this real quick because this has been let's have some fun talks here, guys. Let's talk about our guy, our guy T Steve, who Ben, we were talking two weeks ago about like, should we have local Luke getting more starts? Yeah. And T Steve uh, said, To hell with that. <laughs> he said, prove prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. Yeah, he yeah, he's been on a tear, man. He's yeah. been on an absolute tear. So, last 15 games, 1.076 OPS, three homers, eight ribbies, 351 batting average, 400 on base percentage, and he brought his OPS up to 710. Mm. So, they couldn't have come at a better time for what this team needs. Yeah. Um, but the question is, is this a flash in the pan? Or has he figured something out here? Um, I, I think he's. I think he's started to. I think he's started to figure some things out. Um, you know, I, and I hate to I, like. It sounds like a broken record, but like, for him to get meaningful at bats now has paid. Is starting to pay some dividends. Um, you know. I think that the way that he's approaching his at bats now are, are been a lot different, um, and I think he's had to because of the shifts in the lineup, uh, the guys that you lost in that lineup, and the things that he's had to do uh, in order to uh, come through. For, you know, come through for a lot of a lot of different hits in a different ways. So, um, it's it's the gift and the curse, right? You lose McLean, you lose some of these other guys in the lineup, but Tyler Stevenson starts to play well. So. Um, I think it's something that he that he's kind of grown accustomed to, and um, he, he's done a in the last fifteen games he's done really well. Yeah, he has done really well here um, over the past fifteen games, and you know, this is why you continue to try to let him figure things out. Try mm-hmm. to you know, try to you deal with the struggles that he has had in. You know, I hope he's figured things out. I mean, we'll see how he does um, against some really good, at least, starters. Yeah. 
and they have some dogs in the bullpen for Seattle. Might mm-hmm. be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but um, I mean, we'll see how he does against Seattle, and I feel like that'll say a lot about yes. is this a flash or is this something he's figured out and you know he he's going to be able to carry it in the last like month plus. Yeah, I mean, because they're going to need it. I mean, if if McLean is out for the year, um, you know, Fraley's not a hundred percent. You know, so I mean, you're you're losing a couple of big bats in that lineup. So he's going to need to to play at a high level uh, to finish out these last twenty uh, some odd games in order for them to and continue I mean, to make this run. Someone's going to have to carry us. Someone's going to yeah. have to get hot like this. Yeah. Someone's going to have yep. to do it. Whether it be him, whether it be Ellie, whether it be whoever, someone's going to have to, you know, step up and sort of be the player we think they are. Because we can't continue having these like two or three run performances and then, mm-hmm. you know, our rotation or pitcher's not getting it done. We, we can't continue to do that if we want to make the postseason. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of the conversation as far as. I'm still all for for Luke Maley, you know, getting a start of the week. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I, I actually kind of like unfavorable of Luke, bring local Luke back. Um, Absolutely. It sounds like there's that conversation where he wants to come back. If you saw that thing he did with Giesenslaw, as yeah, far I as saw like that. riding to the ballpark, that was cool. I dug that. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Ben and I know he's from one of our local schools. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I just kind of, you know, I think that that that's, you know, what it's working right now. And I know his defense is still, um, well, it leaves a lot to be desired is the conversation we're going to have as far as Tyler Stevenson's defense, probably for his career. Uh, Ryan Hannigan, he is not behind the plate, but Ryan Hannigan, he is not at the bat either. So um, you can live with that. But I do think that this has been awesome to see today. Had a three hit game, hit a homer today. He's got double digit homers. Um, and you know, the track record says that, you know, this is the, what we've seen this last 15 to 30 games is really who he is at the plate. I mean, 2021, he was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, 2022, obviously he only played about, you know, what, 40 games with all the injuries he had, but he was awesome. He was super good. Like he probably would have been an all-star and he had a healthy season last year. So, um, I tend to believe that this is who he is. I don't know if he's a thousand ops guy maybe that's a little asinine of me to say um but i do think he's a good hitter i think he's always you know i think that you know i've broken my collarbone and it took a long time for me to adjust and i was not a major leaguer playing catcher uh remember last year remember last year the goofy (laughs) conversation (laughs) was should he play first base remember that whole thing oh man yeah oh yeah that was dumb um mm. yeah with with uh with uh ces and uh spencer steer now um yeah by the way we didn't talk about this i thought spencer steer played a pretty decent second base this weekend yeah yeah i mean i thought he's played okay you know he's had a couple of misplays but that's because he's never really played second so yeah. it, it's gonna come with time like anyone else yeah, yeah. So I'm looking through the comments here, and I saw Carrick has some really good questions I want to get to. Um, but Pat has brought a lot of questions in, which finally I've been waiting for a point in the show that I could finally use my new sound bit that I brought in. Shout out to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Now, at exactly what point did we lose control here? 
like it was two hours before this was even supposed to start. Pat's fired up. <laughs> That's awesome. Fired up. Yeah. Um. So, Carrick did ask, "Do you expect Fada back this season?" Uh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully this weekend. Uh. Because we uh are gonna all be at the game Saturday, and um. I think that. You know, it'd be nice for him to play on his 40th birthday. Um, and most importantly, we want, we selfishly really want to see him play again this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Sydney said, they need someone to get hot. And why couldn't it be him? That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Carrick also says, I think giving a little practice steer could be above average defensively anywhere. He's just a ball player. And I totally agree with that. Yes. I think like, he is just that he is the dude that's like, I'll figure it out. You know, yeah. like I don't think he's necessarily been great in left field, but you can put him there and feel mm-hmm. comfortable. Um, so that's been solid. By the way, um, one other thing I forgot to mention, we were talking about the Cubs series earlier because I was like, oh, crap, my laptop's dying. I need to go run to my charger real quick. Um, <laughs> Harrison Bader stealing third last night. That was huge. Dude. Yeah, it was. I very rarely have moments when I'm watching a baseball game at my house and I fist pump like full on like Kobe Bryant hitting the buzzer beater. Um, yeah. But that was <laughs> that was one of those moments. I was yeah, like, that was that was huge. Yeah. Especially with the fact that Friedel was getting ready to just like sacrifice himself there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since he didn't, he stole third and, you know, they challenged that, but he was safe. Thankfully, he didn't have to give himself up, and we just got the train rolling until mm-hmm. Renfro ended up just being this much safe to yes. win the game. Just this much. <laughs> it's it's the greatest walk-off fielder's choice of all time. I'm not here to disagree with facts. No. <laughs> just just spitting facts here, folks. Just spitting facts. Amen. Mm. All right, so I want to kind of go through this. So last week we started kind of breaking down the people the Reds are in the race with and kind of what they're looking at week by week as far as their schedule. Um, so I went ahead and actually put every team they're kind of in competition for playoff spots with together. Um, I say this because the Brewers are obviously probably going to win the central by like tomorrow. Um, especially when you look at their schedule for the month. Um, but I was kind of going to go through each team and kind of get your guys' thoughts on what we're looking at here. And uh, yeah, we'll start with the Brewers. So <laughs> the Brewers uh, don't exactly have murderers row the rest of the year. Uh, th- their opponent winning percentage is right around 48 percent, but that's literally because of the cubs being nine games 500 so they got the pirates the yankees the marlins the nationals the cardinals and the cubs left they have a 40 percent winning percentage and um the way the brewers pitch i think they probably got another 15 16 wins in them they're probably yeah. an 86 87 win team whatever <laughs> maybe a 90 win team <laughs> I mean, I expect New York to probably win a game, if not two, from that. Yeah. From them. Is that um, Yankee Stadium? New York's been, and it's at Yankee Stadium. They've been doing good since they, you know, sort of shifted gears and have mm-hmm. called up, you know, the Martian and Austin mm-hmm. Wells. Um, they've been doing well there. Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. The rest, the rest of it is basically, you know, Miami. I guess they're technically still in contention, but 
Oh, wait till really. we see. Wait till we see that schedule. Oh my god. <laughs> oh and my god. You've got Washington, who's you know, you know, they're they're just chilling. You know, yeah. who who would have predicted they would have had the same record as the Padres, or right around there as of right now? Mm-hmm. Not I. No. Um, and then you know you've got St. Louis, who's on their downward, and the Cubs, who we hate. Yeah. Yep. And that's sort of just a lose-lose series, you know? I mean, yeah. might just want the Brewers to win because you know, say, we're, they, we're that they, far out of it. They might yeah. have the division clinched at that point. Like, yeah. you know, those, uh, those seven games with the Cardinals, I don't think they're necessarily having they're, – they're losing sleep over and sweating when they wake up, so. No. I hope. I hope. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. But um, – Here's what the Cubs got coming up here. So a 30, dude, what the hell is this? All right. This balance schedule is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> they have six Rockies games still and the pirates. They have the pirates and the Rockies in one homestand. Yeah, that's, that's tough, but I will say I mean, this to finish your, to finish your season in Atlanta and in Milwaukee, dude, that's if, if Milwaukee had not, if Milwaukee, I mean, I'm sure they will be clinched by then, but still, you know, and you have to go to Arizona, who's playing well. All teams they, that are kind of in the hunt. They got the Giants and Diamondbacks this week. Yeah, so I mean, they, they've games. got some. Yeah, they've got some tough games. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. They, I don't necessarily think the Giants and Diamondbacks are good. They're playing well. I just don't think they're necessarily really good teams. But um, yeah. you know, if they want to go win, you know, two out of three and three out of four, like they did against us. You two teams last week, what you did Make to us, happen. do it to them too. We won't, we won't be too upset. Mm-mm. As a matter of fact, we'd appreciate it. Um, all right, so that's the division portion of it. Um, let's look at the Diamondbacks. What is this shit? What oh, is this? Gosh. The the Rockies again. Why are these teams allowed to play the Rockies? This <laughs> why can't we? Why can't we? Yeah, yeah. Where's the Rockies? Where's our Rockies? We get the, we get, we get the Rockies in July. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about your stupid Rockies in July. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. You know oh what happens when you God. play the Rockies in July? You have a 12-game win streak. You know what happens when you play the Rockies? <laughs> you know? God. Hey, and who cares about the stupid 12-game win streak at this point? Come on. Yeah, so the Diamondbacks oh have the Rockies. They got the Cubbies for four, like we mentioned. They have the Mets for four. You set too often. You see back-to-back four-game sets. Um, they have the Cubs again, the Giants, the Yankees, the White Sox. Come on, really, really? <laughs> and then they end the year with the Astros, um, which, depending what the Astros look like at that point, uh, because they're still they're in a three three-team race in their division, um, mm. could make things really interesting. Uh, opponent winning percentage of forty-seven percent. Mm. Uh, We're getting closer to better. Yeah, yeah. closer to harder. So. <laughs> The Giants. Still not great. The Giants' opponents combined the rest of the year are literally 500. Literally. 500. Yeah, right down the middle. Uh, so you got the pot. They just finished up a set with the Padres where they got slept by the Padres. They get the, they get the flipping Rockies, too. Yeah. Everyone gets the Rockies. Yeah. We got like, where's our Rockies? We got open. I mean, not only like, home and away. Like, they got six games of the Rockies. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Oprah's out there like, you get the Rockies and you get the Rockies. Right. And you get the Rockies. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's uh, that's wild. 
I know. What the H? So uh, they've got, you know, again, the Cubs, the Rockies, the Guardians. Uh, I forgot to put the Guardians record in there. So that probably would change the 500 thing. Come on, Tim. Get your shit together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Rockies, the Diamondbacks for two. They go to the Dodgers for four. Yeah. And then they end the year with the pot. I think they're going to fall out. I don't know yeah. how I they mean, keep on. They have, it looks like seven with the Dodgers. Yeah. So that's going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the Cubs, you know, hopefully they can get the best of the Cubs because I yeah. would like nothing more to see the Cubs just fall out of this race. Um, but then you've got Colorado, you've got San Diego. A little gimme, sir. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, San Diego did just sweep them, so maybe San Diego's like. <laughs> Putting it together at the worst time of year. At the you know, man, at the absolute. It's worst a little too late. Yeah, it is yeah. a little too late to be trying to put it together. Yeah, absolute worst time of the year. Yeah. Yep. Let's look at this. Oh my God, this is the Marlins schedule for the rest of you. So the Marlins are seventy and sixty-seven. Um. So this is literally the next two weeks. At home, they got the Dodgers for three. Then they go to okay. Philly for three. Then they go uh, to Milwaukee for four. Then they have the Braves. That's 20 games that you have that stretch. Like, uh, I uh, I would like to say that I think the Marlins are cooked. Yeah. I, I would like to say I agree with you. And, you know, it's been a nice season. For, yeah, it's been fun. Oh, for their man, that is. In, in, or however you pronounce your last name. And, you know, we'll, we'll see him again next year with your Perez and gang. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that yeah, that that yeah, that's yeah, that's toast for sure. <laughs> oh, man. man. Yeah. And they don't get the Rockies. <laughs> no, no, this is the first time I haven't seen the Rockies. Where are they uh, They get the opposite of the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. I noticed I didn't put uh, the Phillies, but I don't think we're catching the Phillies for a wild that wild card spot. I think they might no. have that in the bag as well. Um, but just yeah. so we have it for reference, so you know, um, this is what their rest of their schedule looks like. So they've got San Diego on the road tomorrow through Wednesday. Come home from Miami. Four games with the Braves next week because they have a doubleheader. They go to St. Louis, go back to Atlanta, have the Mets for four, have the Pirates for three, and end the year with the Mets uh, for a three-game set. So, so yeah, that's not that's – not, yeah. You got seven Braves yeah. games in a week. Yeah. Not great. Not, Not great, great, Bob. Not great, Bob. No. Um, but then again, you also have um, seven Mets games. So, you know, you go seven, seven, those, you stay afloat. Yeah. Um, and the Cardinals and the, you know, and the Pirates. Um, but hey, here's where the optimism kicks in, folks. And I know we've been burned by this before. <laughs> but if you could somehow get through like this Mariner series with two wins, somehow, mm -hmm. somehow they just somehow got mm -hmm. two wins against the Cubs by scoring four runs in those games, five mm -hmm. runs that they won. But um, you got Seattle for three. After that, look, you got St. Louis, Detroit, the Mets. Uh, the Twin Series is a little tricky, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, because they're pretty good. You got the Pirates for the yeah. last home stand of the year. Um, you got the Guardians games, which I'll be at one of those Guardians games, and you got St. Louis. So their combined opponent winning percentage during the year is 48%. Um, yeah. But a lot of that is literally because the Mariners are 18 games above 500. Because uh, yeah. they just went on this amazing tear post-trade deadline where 
Julio Rodriguez couldn't get out. And I, I'm not exaggerating yeah. when I say he couldn't get out. I'm pretty sure he, no one got him out. Yeah. 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 He, he hit like a million home runs or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. are we sure he's Julio Rodriguez and not, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. 10, 2.0? I mean, he like, could be that's both. That's how he's playing. Yeah. Um, he could be both. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. been incredible in that stretch. I feel like like Seattle Mariners center fielders are like um, Notre Dame football tight ends where it's like, we'll throw some guy out there and he's going to end up awesome. It's like, oh, Griffey mm-hmm. Jr., Mike Cameron, yeah. uh, Kyle Rudolph, Tyler Eifert, Michael mm-hmm. Mayer. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, so it's one and the same. Mm-hmm. They're just going to keep pumping out, you know, amazing generational center fielders. Right, um, yeah. Apparently. Well, that I means mean, that like 12 years of their career, they go to Cincinnati, so... What I'm also hearing by this amazing stretch by Seattle is they're due. It's a little bit of slow yeah. down, a little bit come back to earth, a little bit. Yeah. Um, please. That's what I'm hearing. Please. Please, yeah. dear God. I'm not that asking nice. too much here. All right. That would be really nice. <laughs> it sure would be. Uh, um, but I, I I feel okay about this last, this, you know, granted. Yeah. There's some there's some ground to make up, um, and there's like the all the injuries and everything's kind of gone wrong for the team the last month. Um, but I mean, I'm just waiting for the 20 game win streak by the Cardinals to come take yeah. away like they did last time I looked at the schedule and I was like, hey, how easy is a risk of the schedule? Yeah, Cardinals come and take it all away. Assholes, mm. devil birds. <laughs> Screw them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was awesome um so we got seattle coming to town like we've just been talking about and that being some old friends are coming to town yeah um unfortunately luis castillo is not pitching in this series i'm kind of upset about that like, i am too now, now i'll say this i mean i i'm upset but i'm not because i mean i still i'm still of course rooting for the reds but like I would love to send Louis Castillo pitch. Like I, I enjoy watching him pitch anyway. But yeah, one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Yeah, for sure. Tim, uh, I think you're missing someone from this slide. No, I'm not. You sure? Nope. I said you friends. Another former Red. Yeah. Okay. I said friends. Luke he said friends. Luke Weaver? <laughs> Luke Weaver tried his best. I'm sure of it. I said, listen. Tim said what he said. <laughs> What he said. <laughs> Just say what he said. <laughs> we definitely didn't have this conversation in the DMs part of the show. Nope. <laughs> Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, you know, I, I, I brought up the dudes that are definitely gonna get like a tribute thank you video for their times here. Um and I'm I'm excited for that because those guys definitely deserve their flowers for what they did in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um I know Gino. You know, I mean, Gino had the shortstop experiment, which never should have happened, but also was a guy that like hit 48 home runs in a year mm-hmm. and, um, you know, was, was an all-star here. Mm-hmm. Luis Castillo, also an all-star here, um, had, you know, Cy Young candidacy seasons in Cincinnati. A lot of big um, moments. Yeah, man. Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But I said, like, in all the trades the Reds made, I was very okay with them. 
Um, Luis Castillo is the one that I was like, I, I would have been very okay if he somehow stayed on this team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he could have been a difference that. maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Noel V. I think he's great. And uh, I'm very happy Connor he's Phillips. part of the team. Yeah. And I love Connor Phillips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Luis Castillo and a red jersey forever would have been fantastic. I mean, um, Speaking of Suarez, you know, he's having a really good season defensively. Yeah. I know. Um, what the hell happened there? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe, you know, it's like he should have been a third baseman all along, and we shouldn't have just tried moving him to shortstop after, like, six years of him never playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have signed an actual shortstop that year or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. But, he, you know, he's <laughs> in running for gold glove over there in the American League for third base. So, yeah. That's because uh, the other gold glove third baseman don't play with gloves, apparently. <laughs> Rafael Devers? Nah. Nah. Oh, real quick, before we get to this. Um, National League MVP, what do you guys think right now? Because this is the first time in months this week that someone took the betting favorites away from Ronald Acuna in Mookie Betts because he's had this tear. But as of yesterday, uh, Ronald Acuna is back in the lead for National League MVP. Um, I think this is the greatest National League MVP race since the Sosa McGuire season. And I mean, between, you know, you've got those two, you've also got Freddie Freeman. And then mm-hmm. the fact that we're not even talking about Austin Riley, about Austin Riley, or you've even, let's talk about who's leading batting average in Luis Arias. You know, he's not getting MVP love because, you know, his team's not that great, but, you know, it's not often you see guys batting 350 for an entire season, at least anymore. Now, yeah. you know, I mean, my favorite would be, definitely be Acuna because if you do something that has never been done before in a 30 and 60 season, I mean, that's it. I don't care what anyone else has done. That that's it. Yeah, he also got married and then hit a laser. I know. Did you see- saw that? <laughs> it was like 121 like- miles. Off the yeah, bat or something. Uh, yeah. In, incredible. I mean, just crushed. Insane. Man. I, uh, I mean, I love, I love both players. And Ben and I have a really good friend who's a huge Braves fan. And I was like, hey, so Mookie Betts took the uh, betting favorites lead in the National League MVP. Oh, I said the wrong thing, apparently. Um, <laughs> what, did, what happened? <laughs> He was like, well, him and Freeman are going to take votes from each other, and Acuna's had the better year, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm on your side here. Hey, okay? man, listen, oh, we, we we believe in Ronald Acuna. Yeah. Like, look, trust me, we believe in him. Hey, we believe in him because we have the second coming of him, all right? Yeah. Cool yeah. down, cool down. Exactly. Um, so earlier in the show, uh, we did bring up uh, the Late Night Reds trivia question, which, again, in 1997, when Deion Sanders had 56 stolen bases, which is tied for 29th all-time in a single season for the Reds, what former Red also had 56 stolen bases in a season to tie prime time? Uh, our good friend and listener, Josh Beckley, thank you for hanging out. You 100% got it correct. It was Billy Hamilton. Uh, Billy Hamilton not only stole 56 and 14, in 15, he stole 57. In 16, he stole 58. And in 17, he stole 59. So, Josh, please make sure you send an email to the team at riverfrontcincy.com or DM me at timdaniel518 or at late reds, and we will get your prize to you. Um, 
Yeah, up to 50 bucks and Riverfront merch. Uh, we're happy to send your way to celebrate Riverfront 500 week. Um, I don't know if I'm like accidentally not purposely excluding Sydney from this conversation, Ben. Um, but I think since we've talked about him enough in the show and we've still got like 15 minutes left of our normal scheduled time, mm-hmm. I think we should kind of talk about that. Uh, I don't think people really remember that Deion Sanders was actually a pretty damn good major league baseball player for a time there. Yeah. Yeah, he was, um, he was like, it's so crazy to think about, um, his impact on a game. Like, like, I I don't know a lot of people remember, but this dude, like played in a super bowl in a world series, like in a playoff game in a world series game. Like in the same day, like he was, yeah. <laughs> like he was incredible. Uh, um, I mean, on the bases, could hit the baseball for average. Uh, was a threat on the bases, of course, with his just a just incredible speed. Um, was a was a, uh, I mean, he was a great outfielder. I mean, Dion could really do it all. I mean, he was he was a really good baseball player. Yeah. Um. So I was at the game. You might remember this. In 97, when he was chasing the ball, he was playing left field, and it mm-hmm. bounced off his head in foul territory. I was at mm-hmm. that game. Were you really? Yeah. There's two things I remember very vividly from that game. That, and they were playing the Cubs, and Willie Green hit a grand slam into the yellow seats at Riverfront. And those two things like stood out to me more than anything. It was one of those games I went to with my dad, so I have like mm-hmm. very fond memories of. Um but that was awesome, man. Um, yeah, it was so deep. So, like, I think, like, part of the for me. So, we'll take you back to '97 here. Um, I was about to turn eight, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this guy plays for the Cowboys and the Reds, and he plays mm-hmm. both sports." Like, that's the coolest thing I ever heard. Do you remember they sold the T-shirts where you could get like, there was like the dual licensing, or it was probably illegal at the time, and I didn't know a difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I of like you know, his cow- his Cowboys gear with his bandana and the Reds gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always cool. I have a buddy in the organization who told me a story about when Dion was here, and I don't want to name names in case he doesn't want it to get out. Uh, but he told a cool story about one of his first seasons with the club was 97 that he was working at the, working with the working as a grounds crew member. And I guess I was like, did you ever get to talk to him? Cause like Dion and Griff, Dion Griffey and Penny Hardaway for anyone who knows me knows like, those are my guys. Like mm-hmm. you, if you say anything bad about those three to me, like drop the gloves, we're throwing hands straight up. Um, and I was like, what was, you know, Dion? Like, he's like, you know, surprisingly he didn't talk to us as much. You know, he was very flashy, like coming in out of the clubhouse, like, but when the football season started and he was going back and forth and he wasn't here as much, he like one time came into the grounds crew office, had this huge box of batting gloves and was like, Hey, thanks for everything you guys did. Dumped them on the desk and was like, you guys take whatever you want. So like people in the res ground crew have the, have, have the prime time batting gloves. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. You know how that much I would cool. love to have those sitting behind me, just like chilling? Like, <laughs> eh, no big deal. I just have some batting gloves that Primetime used to use. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I think he's, he's a one of a kind athlete, man. I know there's mm-hmm. Bo Jackson, and Bo Jackson was probably a better player at both sports. Um, but, you know, 
dudes like that, they're just special athletes. It's so cool to see, um, especially when they are playing for your favorite team and they make really terrible rap songs. Why did you guys let me produce a show? <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. Know. Whoever decided this, whether it be Chad, whether it be Nate. Uh... Yeah, it's one of those guys. Um, I'm sure Nate will text me tomorrow after he listens to this. Um, all right, guys. So I know Pat left to go to work. Um, but we did also get a bunch of questions that he asked me at 730 today. Um, so we're going to go through these because we got 10 minutes before we get out of here. Um, first one, my middle name is Tim actually. Oh, a lot of people don't know that. That's bad. Does anybody, does anybody, does anybody know your first name? I know. I know. I know. I do for a fact. Yeah. Cause you were the officiant at my wedding. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I don't know what kind of car Chad drives. Um, Okay, this one's difficult. Favorite brand of mustard. Is there's like that spicy? Is it spicy? It's like Honey Dijon. Is that the name of the company? I don't Very think cool that's one. the name of the company, but that's like a type of. Mustard. There is a title. Yeah, there's a type of mustard. Yeah. Okay. Coke or Pepsi? I go Coke. White or Very black cute. socks? I kind of go both. Yeah. Uh, favorite month? I go July. Mmm. Mmm. Birthday month, you know. Okay. All star game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do I like my steak? Medium well. Absolutely. Yeah. Favorite Bengals player. Now, this is this all time or is this current? I mean, I feel like we can sort of go current and all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think you got to do both. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I know for me, current is going to be DJ Reader. He's my like favorite. That. I'm always a sucker for the lineman as a former lineman myself. Oh, yeah. Um, re- readers, Reader's my guy. Um, all the time. I mean, how can I go a- anyone else but Ocho? I mean, how can I go anyone else but Chad mm. and Johnson? Come on. Mm. That's a good one. So current, I'll probably... I'm going to stick same position for mine. Uh, current, I'm going to go T. Higgins because I do think he's like super underrated uh, just yeah. because he, yes. he plays with. He's also incredible. Uh, but all time, I guess same build. I'm going to go with Adriel Jeremiah Green because I think people forget okay. how unbelievable he was his, like in his prime. He is a forgotten man. Like I, I was thinking about that because he's going to be week two's uh, like Roar of the Jungle really? guy or whatever. Yeah. And and like I hate the fact that he played on some really bad Bengals teams because he was so good. And people forget how good he was. Yeah, he absolutely was. One of my favorite players ever. Um Pizza bagels or hot pockets? It's 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 uh, pizza bagels. I don't like it in my mouth. Burned to death. <laughs> uh, Go to dance move. All right, I had to check with Grace on this one because <laughs> um, I didn't know. But I think I had to go because we've been, you know, um, as we as everyone who knows knows me, I love the Goofy movie, one of my all time favorites. Yes. Showed it to Iris today for the first time in her life, so you know, oh, yeah. pretty quick. Um, absolutely the perfect cast perfect cast absolutely i think i did it at my wedding actually yeah um would i get a pair as a pet no i don't like birds 
Um, and also that has to do with the pirates. Mm. What did I eat for dinner? I had Little Caesars. Don't judge me. Oh, man, I miss I miss a good Little Caesars pizza. Right, right. And so would, slept on. Would you jump out of a tree for fifty bucks? I jump out of a tree for like twelve dollars. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you think our standards are, but fifty yeah. bucks, yeah, sure. I'll jump out of it if you're just gonna record it and put it on YouTube. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. So I guess because I went there, I can go ahead and bring back. Um, Exactly. What point did we lose control here? <laughs> yeah. Um, Lawrence Pennington uh, is uh, very upset. Uh, bullpen sucks tonight, period. Our red legs can't help themselves at all. Turn the game off in the eighth. I did turn the game off that. early today. Um, it was it was not fun. Um, no, it was not fun. I, I hate Ian Hat very much still. Um, but hey. I'm so stoked about this week. Um, you know, this is mine and Ben's rookie year at the Riverfront, and we've had mm-hmm. so much fun with Chad and Nate. And, you know, I guess we've had fun with Joe Farsing. He's he's okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, we're going to – I don't know. Are you doing the Bengals show Wednesday? I'm going to try to. He hasn't okay. set a time yet, but I'm, if he, if it's a time that I can do, I'm definitely going to try to hop on. Cool. Cool. It could be It could be live. Yeah. Um, also, hey, want to give a quick shout out to uh, everything going on at the Riverfront. So, like we mentioned, those, but we had our first uh, credentialed college football game this week. Uh, mm, shout out Ryan Roberts and Ryan Lester. Thank you guys so much for all your hard work at uh, UC's Big Twelve Championship game against Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh. they didn't win the Big Twelve. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Still a couple hey, months. I was going to say, well on their way, though. Well on their way. They are. I do have one last thing I wanted to add before uh, we go. You know who had another home run this week? Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And might find themselves getting called up if we find, if we get more players with a vid. Yeah. I mean, how can you go, I feel like um, I'm going to need a limit on how many times I can press the sound bites during a show. So the sick, we don't lose an audience. Um, but that was, <laughs> you know, Sydney's first time on the show. She, she loves hearing it. I had to make sure we played it once, you know. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Jose Barrero continues to have a great time in Louisville. Uh, so yeah. we, we're definitely enjoying it. Um, but thank you all so much. Uh, what a fun week this is going to be for us all here at the Riverfront family. Uh, if you're not subscribed to us on Patreon, now's the time to do it. Um, so please come hang out with us on the Sherwan hanging out. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good to see you. Um, I miss Ron. If you're at the game Saturday, come come meet up with us. I think we're going to be hanging out probably around the stacks. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be over there. Uh, ben Brown does like when people buy him beers. So if you have twenty seven dollars to spend, I was going to say what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I too enjoy free beers, especially at <laughs> the ballpark that? where they're a hundred dollars. Ben, will you be buying the beer bat? 
what is it like seventy dollars? Probably. Uh, I was going to say. I, I believe I, it's fifteen dollars. I I would much rather do like a like a, a barbecue nacho or something like that. Yeah, fry box. Yeah, something. The like lamest that, yeah. thing is you have to buy. You get the beer bat, and it's just the beer bat. You have to buy the beer separately. Yeah, that's the lamest part of it. Oh, uh, that's that's the that's lamest. Awful. Part. That's awful. It is. I have to spend like thirty dollars on a beer bat. Come on, that's so we're all aware. I did do it. Um, Come on, let's do better. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! I mean, I how else are we gonna afford Chopin? Come on, <laughs> that's a great point. That's a great uh, point. When I buy a beer, I'm gonna be like, "This is for Shohei Otani." <laughs> Shohei Otani, future Cub. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I better wrap this up for this gets out of control again. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out this week. Thanks for sitting here for joining us this week. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Sydney, awesome. Said, Thank you. Keep checking out the Riverfront this week. A ton, a ton of fun. Um, Everyone have a good one. We'll see you all this weekend. Can't wait.